Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Andrew Levins. This is my podcast. And today I'm very, very happy to be joined by... Uh, last week I found out he was a uh, world-famous fashion designer. He is the uh, official editor of the Coca-Cola Wikipedia page. Thank you very much. Uh, it's more, that's more of a hobby, but it's still I'd like it lumped in with my profession. And the co-writer of, um, so far, this, you know, my favorite Kanye West egg album. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's still yet to be recognized by the Grammys. Uh, we just got mixtapes. So next step is parody albums, I'm thinking. Yeah, that, that beautiful voice you're hearing right now is my co-host, Angus Truscott. This is Hey Fam. Pleasure to be here. Look, the best <laughs> podcast. About video games. A- about everything. The yeah. Best, I mean, I, I don't think last week's podcast was about anything, but I just knew it was... It, well, I, it looked, we got it the worked. call from, from Steve. Big old Jobs himself. Steve Jobs, like, called us. They brought him back to life. He's too. here. Well, he's never died. It's an Elvis scenario. And uh, he just said, hey, you know, don't tell anyone. Whoops. Cats uh, out of the bag. But uh, I just thought that was the best... Like, your podcast that you recorded with Tommy Dassler last week. Yeah. That's why I invented podcasting. Yeah, he handed me the, you handed me the phone. He's like, let me speak to Angus. He's like, look, the whole podcast thing's been going for about 10 years now. And I was starting to lose some faith. It's all it's all serial this or true crime. I go, Steve, you're preaching to the choir. And he goes, look, I just happened to download the latest episode of 2015's Best New Podcast, Australian iTunes Store Award. <laughs> Uh, hey fam And I, You know for, for 62 minutes I had the best time of my life And Yeah Podcasts are great I'm not upset about Being the godfather of podcasting Yeah he said I, I haven't had a drink in a few years Is what he told me yeah. But But listen to that podcast It felt like He'd had an He just knocked back An entire case oh, he With the boys He didn't go near an open flame He said He was He was soaked in alcohol Just after listening to it uh, I'm glad there was no I was very worried I, As you know After um people that live with their parents our next biggest uh demographic uh pilots and i was very glad to see planes weren't falling out of the sky because i was just imagining every pilot listening to this episode crashing planes having the time of their life getting drunk with the boys what um what, what podcast would you listen to if you were a pilot uh i think the little dumb dumb club because tommy daslo is my favorite podcaster in the country and scene on tonight's episode of hey fam we're going to be talking about e3 the big gaming expo that happened uh in oh, the states last week is that, I, I thought it was about it was about flying and that was about e from uh entourage <laughs> i was getting back into I, I literally watched three episodes that were e-centric <laughs> is that is that the research yeah, we had to do who's your e3 which which favorite e episode the one where he does a girl reverse cowgirl the one where he does sloan reverse cowgirl and the one when sloan finds out he did the other girl reverse cowgirl 
Is that is that what we had to do? Same, bro. Go yeah. to hits. Your well, entourage position. Really quick episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the games that we saw in the uh, presentation last week. Um, plus, we saw some movies in the last week as well. Yeah. Um, Angus, oh, yeah. of course, being the thespian of the two of us. Um, mm. how, many, how many movies did you see for Sydney Film Festival? I saw 12 films in about eight days. And how many of those would you say are relevant to the HeyFam audience, the demographic? I'd say like two to three. Okay. Yeah. The rest is for my other podcast, um, The Deep End. <laughs> it's very all aquatic based. I was taking notes. I was going to a lot of um, baby classes, you know, when like kids, uh, water birth classes. It's my other job now. I'm an instructor at water birthing, helping those ladies push the, those babies out. Just, just really getting, laying down the groundwork. Yeah, for, I was just inspired by the Nirvana record. Uh, never mind. And I'm just always been, you know, captivated by little boys floating in pools with a dollar in front of them. Uh, found out that our dollars sink actually, and so they've been going really. <laughs> been having to dive in and rescue some of those babies. I can't wait to hear the first episode of this Deep End podcast. Look, it's been knocked back by iTunes about nine times. I've been trying new techniques. Is that here. why you went into another room when Steve called you the other night? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Look, you've got to stop." And he listed. Oh, he said he said some big words like defamation and libel, and said how I can't really get away with that anymore, and he wasn't gonna. Um, well, you know, I had one phone call when I got arrested for breaking into Ashfield Pool at night to record an episode, and he said, look, I can't be your one phone call. I came back from the dead, and it wasn't to take those calls. It was what, for me to call you. <laughs> what were the three movies that are relevant to the to our demograph? Um, one of them was The Red Turtle. That is a Studio Ghibli collab, so, you know, we all got a bit sad when, uh, when Marnie was there, came out, I think, two years ago. That was their last feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh which was another one based off a, of a novel. Good film. Wasn't um, my favourite. Because uh, the last uh, Ghibli movie I saw was Arietti. I don't like that at oh, all. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was one by... Oh, I forget the director's name. It's by the same director. Right. The, it would have been... I know that they're going through a weird transition period where are they... Do they exist anymore? I don't think they know if they exist. I mean, they exist in some fashion. They might just do TV, tele-movies. But uh, The Wind Rises, I thought, was like the last great one. That was Miyazaki's final film. Sure. So he said... But this was a collab with another director, a European director who won the Oscar for Best Short in 2000. And the art style is very different for Ghibli. It looks almost like Tintin. It's very Hergé influenced. Um, kind of thick, dark lines, dots for eyes. Uh, and the thing I like, and this is like such a fanboy thing, was it opened with the same you know, pencil sketch of Totoro, but it had a red background. So maybe that'll be their new thing now when they do collabs with other film companies. Uh, yeah, it was great. Um, usually it's... It's uh, blue. It's like a nice blue. Very kind blue. I was going to guess. There's probably a lot of focus groups. Pooh brown. No, not at all. It's not a nice camo, one. Camo, camo. Now that's camo what I'm print. talking about. I should have... I tell you what, I could have used some camo that night. I recorded that episode in the pool. Until, and that would, it would have taken a hell of a lot longer for me to get caught. But uh, it was great. It was dialogue free. It's kind of imagine cast away, but a bit of a... With a bit of slight fairy taleness. So a man's just... what You don't know why. He's just washed ashore... He's not a man from an island. He's on like a on a desert island with just some crabs and some birds and a seal and stuff. And him's it's kind of like twenty years of him right. surviving on an island. It's amazing. Is there that Ghibli uh, whimsy? Yeah, there's this huge turtle, uh, which is maybe like the size of a car, mm-hmm. a red turtle, the titular red turtle who keeps keeps building boats a la Castaway to try and escape. But this big thing keeps bumping him from underneath. It's this massive turtle. Are you sure that the Totoro background wasn't red because the movie's called The Red no, Turtle? No, it was that. It was that reason too. But I think also it was a symbolic <laughs> okay. you know, thing. Right. Like this isn't one of our films. We're sure. just helping out. Uh, yeah, this turtle. So it's almost like this turtle doesn't want him to leave. And then eventually he takes the turtle back to uh, shore, hits it over the head because he's so angry. Like, try, It's quite shocking. I was like a bit upset. And then the turtle the next morning like turns into a, a woman. 
whom then he has a child with. And it's insane, this kind of like mermaid tale type thing. So Whoa. it's no dialogue, beautiful. Uh, tech guru Steve saw it with me uh, of the Hey Fam extended family. Loved it. It was, um, yeah, it was beautiful. Start, really, you know, good good length too. Like just a, just a nice... A nice eighty-minute length. I think that's great for an animation. I think it's a perfect length of a movie. I, I think I, so. I saw uh, Finding Dory on well, the weekend. You saw another, yeah. You saw another um, aquatic-based film. I was wondering. Thinking. Yeah, yeah. Animated movie. Um, of course, the the uh, sequel to uh, one of the most beloved Pixar movies, Finding Nemo. Shrek two. Oh, not Shrek two. Yeah, <laughs> the most beloved <laughs> Pixar movie, Shrek Forever After. And I think in our, in our Pixar episode where we count down, I think I. Nemo is in my top three from what yeah, I remember. And, uh, I've and, always loved Nemo. I had a very, I don't know what it is. I guess I get overprotective of my pets. Uh, Kitty, my cat and I have a very similar relationship to Marlon and Nemo. She has a little stubby tail, which I like to think is like Nemo's little arm. Uh, so I, I see a lot <laughs> of my- she can't swim very well? Well, look, we haven't even found out. That's how overprotective I am. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I, if I recall that episode, which was almost a year ago now. Yeah, that was one of our- um, we, all, we're, we're, we must be stumbling pretty close to our, our first anniversary. Oh, we've we've passed it. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> that fanfare. Man, look, let's just say last week's episode was the celebration, our best episode ever. It was our it was our best. It was our worst. It was our first and our last. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I remember saying that I I didn't count Finding Nemo in my you know in my absolute yeah. Favorites. And I think I remember being shocked, not shocked, but I was like, really? for some reason, I yeah. always deemed that was up there as one of the best ones. And I think it is. I think it made the most money for a long time. It was I used to I used to think that um, the road movie aspect of it was was a bit. I know. I guess I like that, but the the fact that all all of the um the characterization of of some of the fish a bit predictable, a bit predictable. But I don't I don't think that anymore. I, I, re- no. I rewatched it again on Thursday night with my son. But it's a perfect movie, and uh, yeah, it was, it's just so good. And it's the the emotional hilt of it. Of course, I have a I have a, a, a theory now though that when you um, become a dad, when you become a dad, you just like the very. Like say say the word Pixar. Pixar. Oh, sorry, You're crying. I started crying. I've had to. Yeah. You said the. We like, just you got, cut you got the episode there. I had to talk Levin's down and come. Glad to come back. He was crying for 15 minutes out the front of my house. But you just. I just cry so much more in Pixar movies now, and mm. I, I never used to cry in Finding Nemo. Really? But um. So I was really. I don't know the the bit that always got me. And you're probably going to start crying now. Was at the end when he rescues Nemo and holds him and then it yeah. flashes back oh, to the cracked egg. Destroy yeah. me. Yeah, that's yeah. just, I don't know, I guess I, there was a really strong father-son aspect to that which really shook my core or something. Yeah, and I also get really, really emotional when um, uh, when Gil um, saves Nemo and fires, oh, like, shoots him. It's like, the best. Yeah, it's... Th- when he, like, takes one for the team, basically. Takes one for the, yeah, 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 yeah. I just I thought... On, the, um, it's on so like, epic. the tray with all the, um, all the, all the like, tools and stuff. Yeah, like, the, the, yeah. The, uh, the dentistry... Tools. Yeah, and then he like fires Nemo and says something like, "Say hi to your mum for me." I hope she. Oh well, I haven't seen. <laughs> Very Rove. Rove was big, Rove, guys. Yeah, Rove. Rove, no, Rove was actually in. He's the he's, seagull. He's a no. He's a crab. The crab. Crab. Crab that they. Yeah. Um. Look, I haven't seen Dory. I'm going to be seeing it within the next few days. I, I won't spoil it, but I will. I will put. It's, it's it's not as good as the Toy Story sequels are. Which are better than the original? I think. I mean, the Toy Story movies. I still think that's that they are the Mickey Mouse of Pixar. Like that's. Yeah, that's it. Like that is Pixar. Um, but then, uh, yeah, the Finding Dory, it's it's better than Monsters University. Sure. It's like leagues ahead of Cars and Brain yeah. and all that shit. But uh, it's like a really, it's a it's a really sweet, but in the end, very unnecessary and kind of drawn out story. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Okay. It not, doesn't quite capture. It's a bit like you know, the, like the the antics. Um, level of, of stuff with it, that never ending action yep. that you see in like Force Awakens and the Tintin yep. movie that yep. kind of thing yep. it's like that but interspersed with like 
emotional drama. Yeah, but just like long explanations and really inferior infuriating moments where like you know that they're that 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 you know time is of the essence and you're you like know, why are you doing why this? Are you, why are you yeah. having this talk this talk now? Yeah. And then you know of course you know the door shuts or you know something sure. gets locked and blah blah blah. Now it's the same director as Nemo. Is it Andrew? Is it Andrew Stanton? Uh, I don't. I don't actually check all that stuff. Yeah, no, that's probably something I should. I know it's the guy who um, who left to do John Carter, which failed miserably. But he still wants to get into live action. He said more so. Um, Live action fish, though. Yeah, Jaws reboot or something, or just I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it more in depth when you've seen it. Um, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of unfortunately the the Pixar movie I've. Left the most. I'm normally yeah. He did Nemo and Dory, and um, he also did Wally. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, that's surprising because there is. Actually, I don't think he did Wally. It just come up in his credits. You know how every Pixar employee yeah, every Pixar does, does everything on everyone's. Yeah. He wrote Wally. Right. Wow. Yeah. Which I think is in my top three also. Yeah. There's there's no. There's some great flashback scenes with a young Dory that that maybe oh. that maybe hint on like the the same emotional level that you get in Finding Nemo. But okay. Yeah, I, 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 now, look, I, I won't say anymore. Now, I haven't seen it, as, you, as I've said a lot, but um, I found my least favourite thing about Finding Nemo, and this is probably very unpopular, was always Dory. Right, so I fucking love Dory. Sure. And watching this again, the realisation that um, the performance that Ellen DeGeneres gives as Dory is like, I think, the anchor of, of, of sure. the entire movie. Now, she annoyed me less... As a, I think I saw it when I was 15, 16 or something when it came out. Yeah, I, I thought, found I it thought quite it was, annoying. Me too. I think I did too. But like seeing it... So I want to rewatch so Nemo go have I Go this. have a kid, Angus. Watch <laughs> Finding Nemo. Uh, no, I, I... I might I, just get one from the birth I got, I got, I got very, very... It was, I highly recommend watching Finding Nemo before seeing Dory. Yeah. I mean, um, I know again. it pretty well, but I do want to watch it again just for those extra cameos and stuff from the first film, which, you know, I know they, I know that a lot of the cast has returned, like even background people and... You know, as long as Mr. Ray is in at the Stingray, he's like one of my favorite Pixar characters ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. He's the best. He's <laughs> so great. Uh, okay, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, d- I'm really bummed I didn't see it. It's because I was literally seeing 12 movies. Yeah, I can't believe you saw 12 movies last week. That's fucked. Yeah, um, another one that was super relevant, which I thought was probably, and I was speaking to um, our love slash, uh, our, our lovers and our, our, our greatest enemies. We're just Blank lovers Slate movie cast. We're just past, We rebooted. We, we've just always been best friends now. Yes. We did the opposite of Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> we were edgy and dark at the start, but now we're all beautiful and friendly. Uh, speaking to Alexi the other day. And from the Blank Slate movie podcast. From the podcast. Blank Slate movie podcast. And he too saw a documentary called Tickled, which is, I'd say, probably like one of the best original documentaries I've seen, covering a, a subject, when I say original, in like two to five years or something. It's unbelievable. So he sent me a message out of the blue just saying, I just saw a documentary about tickling and yeah. it was the most fantastic thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, and that's what I heard. Like, it's one of those things where, like, the more you know about going in, I fear the less you're going to enjoy the film. Like, all I knew it was about a New Zealand journalist who's kind of, um, I guess, being compared to, like, Louis Theroux or somebody in, in terms of the type of journalism he does and the types of stories he covers. And one day he was online and just discovered what looked to be a professional tickling league video. So basically there's a guy between 18 to 20 tied down on a mat in like full sports gear, like a team, like as if he was representing a team and people in other colors come on, maybe five other boys or guys tickling him. And he found that and got in touch with the people who made it. And it was someone called Jane O'Brien media. And he's like, this is amazing. I need to do a story about this. He's like, hi, just reaching out. I'd love to do a story about this. Now this guy's quite known in New Zealand um, because it's like him and Peter Jackson, I think. Sure. Oh, and Crowded House. <laughs> so like, you know, 
Uh, no, but he's quite well known, and I guess they just googled his name. They'll, you know, as anyone would who's being approached. And this is an absolute documentary because oh, when, you, when you say documentary and Peter Jackson, I think too that um, what was the movie that the, the he made a mockumentary, um, and it was based on like finding the first ever movie ever filmed. Oh, oh it's really that. good. It's called like. It's like an early one of his, isn't it? It's not called. I want to say something like Silver Bullets or Silver Something. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, one right. of the, it's It's really cool. He did it for for New Zealand Television, and then it kind of aired after oh. that. It's pretty easy to find. It's really, really, yeah, really cool. entertaining. Well, no, this is legit. And they write back, and he's he's openly gay and lives with his partner. And they write back, we don't want faggots looking after it. Uh, interviewing us your homophobic ways are disgusting like this crazy like stuff you'd hear like the westboro baptist church spit out and he's like okay i need to get to the bottom of this so basically he just traces what this whole tickling comp is and that's all i'll say but it's like yeah well i I know that i'm uh, we're we're gonna do a blank slate movie podcast together quite soon yes so maybe we i should i should make an oath to to try and see that yeah um, good luck with that well it's gonna get a major release yes uh I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Look, we'll, we'll make some calls. Steve. Yeah. Tech guru, Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely try and track that down. It's so great. Yeah. If we, um, we, I might, if I can try and see it so we can talk about it. Then. And I was doing the directors were there, uh, the co-directors. Oh, cool. And they were there for the Q&A. But when they walked in, they said, and again, this isn't spoiling anything because I won't say any thing more than what they said before I saw the film but like if you see anybody filming during this can you please let the staff know we've had people at Sundance and stuff people from this organisation trying to stop this film getting made and stuff whoa so like people have been coming from the states to try and like boycott this film heck it's insane I don't want to say anything else because it will take away from it how WTF it is okay, so that was so another one I think was um was super uh, duper great and I don't know look I, my favourite filmmaker has always been Werner Herzog. He's absolutely insane. And he's directed some of my favorite movies, some of them docos, some of them real life. Uh, sorry, some of them drama. Uh, <laughs> what, you know, top of my head, Port of Call New Orleans, Bad Lieutenant, the Nick Cage film, which I think is just a tour de force. Sure. Start to finish, seriously. It's a, it's a work of art. He's made some of the world's best documentaries. Grizzly Into the Man. Abyss, Grizzly Man. Like, he's amazing. Um, his latest doco, which I've been hanging for, it's called Lo and Behold, and it's the history of the internet in 10 parts. But being Werner Herzog, it's crazy as fuck and just interjecting breaks the cardinal law of you know documentary making like he's interviewing a subject as a talking head and just interrupts him constantly and just starts saying weird shit and i was like yeah that's one and that's you know it's great and it it was it's just funny it's laugh out loud funny because he's so insane but i'd say those guys those three are my big big dick picks i'm giving the official big dick pick stamp (laughs) for sydney film festival 2016 internet Internet, big ass turtle and tickling and, yeah, turtle women. Or if you can't see the red turtle, I guess just go see um, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing. They're big. Dude, I just started the... Um, oh, sorry. There's one more. No, what is it? It was This was amazing. Another doco, which I think... I think both tickling... Uh, tickled and this will get... I was going to talk about Ninja Turtles, by the way. Oh, but... sorry. Do you want to go? No, you go. Oh, this is the, I I'll just... go at the same time. Okay. And just... Uh, no, besides it, I think Tickled and Lo and Behold will get a bit of a flog at the Oscars, but I also think a more, maybe more so is going to be Wiener. And do you remember Anthony Wiener, the politician about four years ago in the States that accidentally tweet-picked his dick? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that happened in 2011. In 2013, he tried going for mayor and he allowed a film crew to film the whole thing. And his wife stood by him. He's actually running Hillary's campaign now. So like, she's amazing. Everyone was like, it was very Bill and Hillary almost. Like she stuck by him and was just like, you know, he made a mistake. This is our problem. But he's running for mayor. And he's, he's 
outside, I don't know, I don't know any of his policies, obviously. All we heard was story, US congressman or whatever tweets photo of Dick and his surname's Wiener. So he's like a joke. Yeah. But he's actually quite amazing. He's super liberal. He's very, he's like, imagine a Bernie Sanders, but two thirds younger. Yeah, sure. So he would be president probably if he was running right now. Like he's, and people, even Republicans respected him because he's like, he yelled, like he gets angry at, Dem- uh, at Republicans. It's like, he's like very different. Like he's very acerbic, very funny, very wry, but he knows that he's kind of a butt of a joke and he's running for mayor. And, is he, and he's like, oh, you guys can film the whole thing. And then halfway through, another girl comes out that happened during the first round was like, oh, he sent me a pic as well and just like destroys everything. But because he gave unprecedented access, it's the whole eight weeks of the campaign. Oh, man. That happens week four. And the opening scene is just him going, he's like, yeah, let them film you. What a fucking great idea. And he's like, he's like so self-deprecating. It's, it was like Veep, like well, real life Veep. It was so funny, so great. And you just go, this guy's a bit of a dick, but also he's amazing. Like, I don't know. I really walked away really liking him. He's like amazing he'd go on to like you know larry king and stuff and just speak over him and just yell at him and he's just like yeah young non kind of uh i'm trying to think of a nice way of saying it but like not not a gentle politician which i think is kind of cool you get a bit you know pushover politicians are a bit very you know very left very very pc like he's anti that but he's very left-wing all about working class all about middle class and and born bred new york pics and big dick pics (laughs) i mean you know Dick pics, whatever. <laughs> We've all seen some. We've probably even sent a few too. We we send each other dick pics oh, every episode. Daily. It's how I know you're alive still. <laughs> Proof of life. Uh, yeah, that, that's great. So I reckon that'll get... All these will probably get general release. I would d- recommend all of them. Sorry, Thanks. this isn't blank slate. Oh, no. Th- oh, so I don't know why I didn't say this. Side note, Saw Red Christmas, which um, Henry Stone and Alexei Tuliopoulos are in. And the names are in the credits. It was a horror slasher film. Very cool. Shot in Barrel last year. They were shooting it, I think, while we were doing Hey Fam Live and they came up for that episode. Uh, it was great. Made by Craig Anderson, Australian director. Sam Campbell's in it, um, who's, was, uh, you know, part of that gang. Yeah, that, that ensemble. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was really great. It was, uh, very heartwarming to see their names in the credits. That's uh, sick. Took a photo, sent it to them immediately. Like, yeah, I think they knew they worked Because they're credited, there's Best Boys and then, what is it again? It's... There's best boy and greatest boy, and greatest boy is their dog, uh, the, the director's dog. <laughs> so I'm look. I don't, I don't know if you should read in that too much, but also Alexi was um, second unit director, so cool. that was pretty cool. So it's exciting. Yeah, shout outs to those boys. Big mo- power moves, boys. Power moves. Yeah, I, I, they, they beat us. We're not second directors of anything. No, we only first direct things. That's true. <laughs> so when you boys step up to the plate and start first directing stuff, like my next dick pick, then we can talk Oscars. Um, so we're going to talk about some uh, on oh, the main three, event, the main yeah. event on this of this fine, this second best Hey Fam episode of all. Yeah, time. look, the problem was with E three this year. It literally began like it really began. It begins before with some dumb shit. But the big the big Kahuna's came out the day we put out last week's episode. So it was kind of like, do we wait? Do we? Yeah, but I mean, like you know, we've had time to reflect. now. Exactly, we think about it. No the one, be- oh, the peacock was rough. I don't know if anyone tunes into Hey Fam to like find things out. <laughs> oh, if they want to hear us googling finding things out, yeah. Oh. Then listen to this. I'm just so glad our phones don't, you know, they're touch screens. Otherwise, you'd hear all the amount of keys we're tapping throughout every episode. Uh, yeah, we, we've got the beer goggles off. Guys, and what, what goggles are on? The VR, the VR beer goggle app yeah. is on instead. I mean, you know, when the iPhone came out, we all got iBeer straight away. That was the funniest thing to show your dad. <laughs> um, that was a sweet app. That was a great app. What, what do you reckon the iBeer people are at now? How much do you reckon the iBeer? Um, I think it was a free app. They made nothing. I think it was just used... There was an ad in there. It's still on the App Store. 
Wow. Still got... Uh, Let's try and get sponsored by um, by the Ivy app. Yeah, I think that if we're going to enter the whole ga- uh, you know, sponsorship game, why not start with the Mercedes-Benz of, you know... Yeah, if anyone, of, of listening, right now, if anyone listening right now invented the Ivy app... I'd imagine they also in had a hand in um, beer pong. Uh, you know, that just that whole frat scene. Like, yeah. I think this is where it comes up. Here's my favorite review on the shop. It just says beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a review of the app? It's a review of the app. How many stars? Um, oh, five. Five stars. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's good to see they're still kicking. Um, yeah, so we were, we were actually really, really hoping to get some um, IBA updates at E3. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, their conference uh, just wasn't wasn't aired. Wasn't aired. Or, or filmed or, or hosted. Apparently, it was held in the car park two blocks away from E3. So, I don't know. It was. I, I'm calling that just clever viral marketing. Yeah. It was like a pop-up shop. Great yeah. stuff again, I Yeah. Keep it up. Um, so... Uh, yeah, E3, um, the E3. Massive, massive gaming conference. Um, I think one of the first things that, that Angus and I bonded over a few years ago... Video games, E3. Yeah, but we, we stayed up one night to watch the Nintendo conference. It was uh, when they revealed the Wii U. Yeah, and, they, uh, and we Facebook chatted and kind of like live... It was great fun. Live chatted during yeah. uh, during the reveal, made made dumb jokes about Reggie's dick or something. I mean, very clever. You stuff. know, six years later, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was the reveal for the Wii U, and we'd all heard rumors for a long time about the fabled touchscreen control pad, which would change everything, and didn't. But no. it definitely w- made us look at things differently. And for we a while. sure bought a Wii U. Oh, we bought one day one. I oh, know you bought one day one, didn't you? Yeah, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Nintendo Land Day and New Boys. Super Mario Brothers because it's all you could get. <laughs> uh, and uh, in, 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 as you've heard us lament in, in past episodes, the last few years have been a tough time for Nintendo at E3. Um, and we went in. If they bother going. Exactly. I we mean, went, that's what they did. They, I think that was their last, one of their last big ever presentations, maybe two more after that. And then they've just stopped going now and they'll host what they call like E3 traditionally is like an Apple keynote isn't it like yep. you come out and you basically go like here's what you'll be buying for the next year and everyone cheers Nintendo actually did pretty good E3 presentations in their defense yeah, there's been some shockers like with Wii the, Music, the Wii Music one was which is like gone down as like the Hindenburg disaster <laughs> the, of any E3 ever I remember the, the Vitality Sensor reveal that went down like a lead balloon as well yeah that's something you mentioned in a press release that's totally. not something you like base but, uh, you know what, what was it about You put a thing on your finger And then it kind of Senses your heart rate And then it can kind of Scare you more In a horror game See that's kind of A cool idea Really cool idea But, but no one picked up on it Then it never, didn't ever Actually get made Yeah so. And I remember They were working With hospitals at one stage To make shit like that For yeah. I don't know I don't know um, You're crazy for this one Shiggy <laughs> But you know what? The, the, the most The craziest thing That all these people All these companies That lead the conferences At E3 Never seem to realise Is that Nothing gets the crowd crazier and the fans happier than just showing game footage and game trailers Call me crazy, but and revealing the stuff that we're actually going to be playing over the next year or, you know, in the near future. Yeah, call me crazy, but whatever happened to just shutting your mouth and showing some bloody new video games at a video game conference? I mean, it sounds silly to say that, but that's pretty much, they've been the opposite of that for years. They'll have like, here's Will I Am coming out to talk about Battlefield. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like Doesn't whack stuff sense. like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, Microsoft's always been... Uh, very much like, you know, let's get celebrities to come and play our games or let's get celebrities yep. to come and dance on stage in a presentation <laughs> about one of our games. Just J- cool stuff like that. Jason Derulo, like, Oof. do Just Dance or one of the singing games a couple of years ago. Oof. Like, you know, just real real reasons that I play video games. Yeah. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, th- 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 that's the first kind of of the three big game companies. They're the first presentation. To they were do. first cab off the rank and they're always out of... Surprisingly, Sony was a pretty good time for us. So that was during daytime here, like midday yeah, or like, something. Yeah, 11 till 12. Yeah, it, or like that. so the big three were like Xbox, Sony and what Nintendo were going to do, which wasn't ever going to be too much. Yeah, and then of course you've got EA, Ubisoft and Bethesda. Yeah. Those are three companies that... They're pretty much your biggest third yeah, party companies. But we, you and I don't really dabble in any of their... Bethes- I mean, I, I, I hated Fallout 4 and either people rally behind me and agree or people say it wasn't that bad. That like, game's not, just not for me. That's yeah, I, I really wanted to like it because I heard how much people liked the other Fallouts and I did nothing for me. It was just yeah, and I've never been I've never been a Skyrim player. I've never. Yeah. I mean, Bethesda is known, and this is this is what I don't like. They're known to just put out games that are buggy and fix them up later. And I'm not a big fan of that. I'm into like putting out the best product possible. I don't know. Sure, for all the product that I put out. <laughs> but you know what? I, mean? I just think you know, like uh, that amazing episode we did last week. Exactly. And this very episode you're listening to right now. Yeah, it's uh yeah. Yeah, EA was the other big one, um, and that was basically Battlefield One. And then um, the the campaign FIFA, or whatever it is. That's right. Which yeah. is you know again another game that's not for us. I I appreciate how big it incredible is. it looks and that people love it. But that's, yeah, you know, I don't. And I don't, then don't give one fuck. Ubisoft was just probably hey here's an Assassin's Creed. No, it wasn't actually. It was uh, lots lots of shooters. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, and again, I mean. Ubisoft occasionally do stuff that I'm really into, but yeah, uh, they're on a bit of a run. They're more missed making, than making hit. games that I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, they're more missed than hit to me. It's amazing that they're still so big. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, just the, they're franchise makers, you know. Far Cry, you're um, right. Well, if they do a Rayman ever again, man, that's 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 how you get me back on back on the Ubisoft yeah. train. Do another Rayman, yeah. Except I actually quite like the Rayman um, Apple TV oh, app. It's awesome. I love it. It's actually yeah. like a real, a fully playable game. It looks the, amazing. It, it, it looks TV as good as right? a current gen control, uh, current gen game. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So sick. Well, so yeah. shout outs to the Ubisoft. Just do a Rayman com- conference next time. Just do an Apple. No TV one else game will home. care about it, but me and Angus will be all about. Yeah, that. no, Rayman's great. So um. The Microsoft uh, thing, you know... It, it Full disclaimer here. Yep. Levens and I don't have any Microsoft products. No. So, I, I, we didn't pay too much attention to it. I, I bet I'm always keen. Like, I mean, I'm I'm very jealous that quite soon Microsoft, the Xbox owners get to play Cuphead. Which yeah, is a, that um, game looks incredible. Totally crazy. Like, um, It's an Xbox Live, live arcade. arcade but like a platformer using like... Uh, on. It looks like Steamboat Willie, the game. Exactly. Or and, like and Melody, what was the uh, Disney Melo- uh, Melody something, you know the show? Mary Melodies. It looks like something out of Mary yeah. Melodies, like 40s, 30s, 40s animation. And you're, you're a little dude with, who's like a, literally a cup, yeah. like a big cup head, and you, or you can play as Muggerhead, a two-player game, and you just like fight these fantastic animated creations, Yeah. Um, you know, shooting f- like just endless stream of bullets things flying at you it's brutal i played it the music sounds I played amazing it at PAX in melbourne last year and it was it doesn't look amazing. like a game at all it looks like actual cell shaded animation like but just it looks a amazing complete anarchy on screen and so i'm 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 really jealous about them getting that hopefully we'll get it at some point do like you see that happened happened limbo happening? i don't know well, Li- limbo was an xbox exclusive for a year and then yeah, sure then it was a playstation plus free game so that was um i can wait if it's free um, but yeah, I, I, I am always, you know, and again, you know, Rare are making games for Microsoft, so I'm always keen to see there. I mean, Rare got, uh, Xbox got the exclusivity on the on that Tomb Raider game, which everyone raves yeah, about. Yeah, everyone says it's amazing. Um, sea of Thieves was the Rare game, which whatever Rare means now, I mean, it's not the same team that made D- Donkey Kong Country, GoldenEye, etc. But it's still <laughs> Rare. I mean, that big R used to be very, you know, mean a lot of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you've got to go other places now. Ukulele, for example. <laughs> And my friend, my my co-host Banjo, which 
they fucked up and made him really square or something for that stupid nuts and bolts reboot or whatever. We don't need to get into that right now. Just, just, just deplorable behavior, actually. But yeah, so we we can talk about that. What's the rare game called? The Pirate uh, Sea of Thieves. It kind of looks like the best. It looks like Monkey Island meets uh, yeah, Destiny. If if Monkey Island was three D and boring, yeah, but seriously, that <laughs> look, 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 the gameplay stuff. It's all is- online. That's the big push, though. It's everything's online. You have a crew of people and. You go around and it's like Sid Meier's Pirates meets Destiny or something. Yeah, see, I'm just yet to give a fuck about games like that. Like, I, so I, I played 30 seconds of Overwatch and watched you play for 15 minutes and I could appreciate that that, that is a game for, for an audience and it, and it definitely looks more fun than your average kind of shooter to me. But I, I don't know, I, I like stories in games, but... I mean, that said, I also used to play, like, Scorched Earth and shit. <laughs> Which one's Scorched Earth? Scorched Earth is, like, this fucking awesome old PC game uh, where you just... Like, it's, like, it's like Battle battle Tank, Battle Ship Yeah, the two tanks, right? Two you tanks just try and blast each other with Yeah, but you've got, like, all, all kinds of crazy ammo. Was it, like, first person and you're in the tank? No, it's, like, you just... You see both tanks okay. on the screen and... Yeah, you, I remember that one. I, re- I had a first-person view one on my old Mac Performer wow. from 1997. It's it called, like, Dome Wars or something or something like that. It was great. You had, like, like ammo called, like, a funky bomb and it would, like, kind of explode. and all you do, Yeah, real good fun. <laughs> great stuff. So, no, I, I mean, look, I totally appreciate like worms. That, that not all games... Yeah, Worms is a great example. Exactly. It's exactly like Worms. It's exactly like um, Worms. Uh, but Worms is a great example of a game that doesn't have a story but is addictive and, you know, I, I, for the time of my life, I thought it was the best thing ever. So... I just I'm I'm yet to be hooked by a fully online game sure. in this generation of games. The Sea of Thieves to me look it didn't look like what I loved about Rare Mark One or Mark Two or whatever, uh-huh. you know, that era that rare. When when you hear that noise, you know which rare era. It looks like new rare hopefully it's a step in the right direction. It doesn't look like a silly connect sports affair, which I know, you know, isn't what Rare is about. They're much well, better than that. And they're quite they're quite frequently kind of saying that this isn't Connect. Fuck Connect. Well, what was amazing is Microsoft unveiled a new um, Xbox called the Xbox One S, which um, is a lot slimmer, etc. But it, no Connect stuff. Like they I think you Connect. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of all they're basically not mentioning the word Connect. Yeah, and, you know, Connect kind of well, is they're, the they're, reason. That's why they also announced Project Scorpio, the new. Console. Most powerful console of all time. Apparently. Yeah, and it sounds. I, I was reading a few interviews with game developers, and they were kind of saying they found the Xbox One made a few compromises when it tried to be the home entertainment system, not just a gaming device, yep. including power and stuff like that, which was sacrificed for Connect and things. So I don't know. It's interesting. It, it raises the point, though, that the console they want out next year, they're going to be putting out. Are they going to be running two consoles at once? Someone said, is it going to be the um, Mega Drive and Mega CD fiasco all over again, which caused everyone headaches at Sega? Mm. I don't know. But interesting that they're unveiling, not mentioning Connect. Like and obviously, play, play, PlayStation are doing that. They're, they're, what is it, Neo as well, which is possibly something similar to that too. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, Microsoft, their, their, their conference was very much hardware focused um, between the, uh, the new Slim model and then the, the next, what are the next things called? What's it called? Scorpio? Project Scorpio. Project Scorpio. And, yeah. then, and then also the news that if you buy a certain Microsoft games, you can immediately play them on PC as well as your Xbox. Again, just stuff that appeals to someone that isn't us. Yeah. Um, I'm sure someone's very happy with that. And, uh, you know, and also like they spent, Forza. they spent a lot of time talking about like chat rooms and shit like sure. that, that. Yeah. I mean, like, so yeah, skimming through articles about that conference doesn't, there wasn't really anything that jumped out at us. A Dead Rising yeah, sequel. Yeah. They've got an exclusive. That, that game was always uh, fun. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it's hard to own, you know, we, we, don't get, we don't get any of our stuff for free. 
No, but like... So it's hard it, to own three consoles and I, talk about I, I don't know any legend that has all three consoles. No, it's a thing. That's why I was... That's why I think we were saying like recently, I don't know whether on the show or off the show. I, mean, I think it was off the show, but we're like... Nintendo hasn't been that choice for a long time, which is interesting. It's always you get an Xbox or, an, or a PlayStation. And then if and you, you, you want to get a Nintendo... Con- then yeah. if you want to get the Nintendo experience, because they don't do third-party games... Uh, on other consoles you've got to get the, it's been a long time since Nintendo was a choice and I'm just really hoping the NX is back up there definitely but we'll get on to that later so it was Xbox, Xbox. it was great so, so um, if you're into Xbox as we said earlier Sony their conference I mean Xbox aired like quite late at night so it was like oh, you just kind of wake up in the morning and we read, actually read had a news. fellow guest who was there watching it who left a nice live vlog for us yeah, JV Jack, John Valenzuela who was 16 on Tacos best TV of last year episode yeah um, he, he, he kind of Gave like a live live comments uh, in a group that we're in, and we kind of woke up to to his it was his like take on, on the it was conference. Great. Yeah, it was really really interesting. Shout really outs fun. for that uh, exclusive look. Um, but uh, yeah, the Sony conference aired, and I don't know if it was purposeful that they that they know they've got. It was kind of like the peak time for because it was like it was like not too late in the you UK. You know why I think it was because it's a Japanese company, and it was perfect time in Japan for coverage. Yeah, right. Okay. I th- that's my theory. Right. So, yeah, it was... Uh, it's probably wrong. It was like 10 or 11 a.m. our time. So, we were, yeah, we so were able to watch it. Japan, 10 a.m. here or something. Yeah, and we were able to watch it and, um, and, and kind of discuss what was happening as it was happening. And I just think Sony just fucking kicked a million goals with that conference. It they was just, just did games. Just games. Not one mention of any hardware. No Vita, no this, nothing. No, like, and oh, we're doing this even later. Their, even their VR discussion was just all games focused. Yeah. So, we, so, they kicked off with God of War. Which looks like a reboot. They're just calling it God of War by the looks of yeah. it. There's no subtitle, no numeral. It must be just like, a, you know, it's a fresh start. I know you've played the other ones. Yeah, I've played the... I've yeah, not played them. the most recent, the God of War 3. It, like, so, it's look, Greek it, mythology, right? Yeah, and it's really, really like, you know, it's a very aggressive... Arcade, right? Aggressive... No, I mean, like the combat part, that's the best thing. Like, yeah. The gameplay is like flawless. It's so much fun. You just... Yeah. You keep um, leveling up all these different abilities that you're able to do with your different chains and weapons and powers and all that kind of thing and bow and arrow like you just have like this endless arsenal of cool things mm. that you can access um and you just keep leveling up as you kill different gods you get their powers and amazing it's really great um so but you know it is like it's such a hilariously macho game you're just like it's like yeah. kratos dumb, is that your mailed, name yeah kratos and he's just like like just yelling covered in blood that's what i've said and climbing big Punching women in the face. Demigods and beach, like, beating the shit out of gods and stuff. It's such a dude game. And it's like extremely fun, but it is like, you know, they definitely needed to... You can't really make a game like that in 2016. Like, even though it's... You can't. hasn't been that long since God of War 3 came out. Like, just the political climate and, and, and you know, people more aware of gender politics, especially with big big companies you just can't be like so aggressively macho like there's a moment in the well, in, girls there's a moment gaming in, in since War- day one yeah. it's just the general public didn't want to accept that but now we know that female gamers i think it's 51 percent of gamers or something it's like more yeah. female gamers and it's like finally we're just finally people are more uh, fucking woke bruh well we stay woke as fuck on this <laughs> podcast that's that was the original working title of hey fam stay it woke. was hey fam dot 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 stay woke it's lit. It was very long. We had to keep dropping titles. <laughs> we <laughs> consulted with Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is like, bros, this is great. You know, do you want that award at the end of the year? You've got to drop at least four of those words. We heard you, Stevie. Shout outs to Steve Jobs. Our best mate. Um, but yeah, the, uh, Wait, the... Still the best dude at doing keynotes, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he the, smoked these dudes. The, um, 
there's a moment in God of War three where you actually have to like sacrifice a woman to progress. Jesus, in all, yeah, it's it's pretty grisly and like then there's not also, crazy. There's also like a mini like a you know it's it, it, part of a level is where you you have sex with Aphrodite <laughs> and you have to like press. You know, triangle. Press X circle, to become. Blah, blah, and then she's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Kratos. Are you kidding me? No, seriously, it's a bit in it. Was that like, the hot coffee version of um, God of War? Yeah, I don't, it's kind of like. Press X to do big cummies in a, a god. It's a little bit tongue in cheek, but yeah, like it is still like, come on, it's fucking, you know, who sure. is this game for? So, so look, I didn't know a lot about it. I remember I worked in a video store um, when I think the original PlayStation 2 ones were coming out when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. And I remember the type of people that got them. And I just didn't look like a game that I would have loved. I mean, at the time, I was probably getting woke on Zelda's and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Ico and Shadow of... You know, th- th- those games. Not that I'm saying there's anything better or not, but I did kind of, I guess, write it off as some kind of new... Well, triple, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- there's big, the big AAA games besides, like, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Which, which in, in my opinion, are as bad as every as the worst thing that that God of War offers. Sure. Um, you know, whatever. They but just it's more of, satirical. That's right. Satirical because it's yeah. not Los Angeles. It's but yes, yeah, so <laughs> I mean, whatever God of War was, it's still a very beloved franchise. And for them to do it, redo it from the from the ground up, yeah, and and kind of restart this using they're using North Norse mythology, but Look, it still has. That's what I would say. The, the opening shot we saw, like immediately, I was reminded, and it's probably quite purposeful, of a game that had the nuance of The Last of Us. It looked nothing like what I thought God of War was. And that's what I just want to say from the get go. Yeah, and it was amazing. And it's look, you, you, we've still spent the the gameplay demo following a big shirtless God of War around, but he had it's his, called God of War. It's not called like like little dude of war. Well, like yeah, like he's a god, right? Man, Essentially, is that the, so? Is he being reincarnated? Is that the story we're thinking? I don't Kratos? know. I don't, I'm I'm excited to play it because like yeah, the the story is extremely stupid, but it's pretty entertaining in the old game. So it's all Norse. It looks like Vikings. The, no, yeah, but it, you, there are still like. Um, there's still Spartan like Spartan power. rage, and I don't, so I don't know how to explain that. But um, the the coolest thing is that he's clearly training up his son to be another, a, another like, as good as him, and kind of teaching him how to hunt. And it looks beautiful. It's this huge snowscape. You're in a forest. It actually reminded me a lot of that monsters. Ellie level uh, in Last of Us, where you're hunting deer and stuff. You know, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. for uh, Joel, and I think that's why it reminded me of that a lot. And perhaps it was purposeful. Because that's such an acclaimed game, but it looked very quiet to what I thought it was. It looked great, and then you start fighting some monsters and throwing your axe. You kind of got the Thor thing, and you like hold your hand up, and your axe comes back to you and so stuff, good. which was sick. I really like that. Yeah, um, yeah. This was just a, a really, really. It looks stunning too. It's probably it looked it was it. on par with like Uncharted Four. Definitely graphical, uh, you know, and graphics aren't everything, but I think that they do add to it. Like you know, gameplay is the number. Gameplay is key. Graphics still add a lot, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, immediately a very strong start. A game that, you know, I thought might show up, but was extremely happy to see. And it's a Sony only series. So it was like, it's like a flagship for them. It's like, you know, this is, this is what we're cooking with. And it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I I, I was on board. I was like never interested in a God of War game. That looked really fun. Yeah, definitely. And then, so from there, you go straight to a, um, a game that seemed to be, I thought, I thought it was actually going to be The Last of Us 2. Oh yeah, because um, Days it, Gone. Days Gone, which is another a, Sony an SCAE game, uh, internally developed. Yeah, I did. I wasn't paying attention to all the logos at the start. It definitely wasn't a Naughty Dog one. It there. looks like but, Sons of Anarchy meets Last of Us. Essentially, you're a biker with yet another. Look, I'm a bit. Look, I've said it before on this podcast. I'm sick to death of zombies. That's why I don't zombies. watch Walking Dead. It's why I'm just. I get it. The allegory is great. It's the fear. It's the eternal fear. If it's AIDS, if it's this, if it's you know what I mean. It's always there, but it looks okay. 
It this, looked great. This, yeah, the, the more I saw of this game, I was like, oh, this will be pretty fun, I guess. Like, I need to ga- see more. The it, gameplay element of it looks great. The story just looked boring as hell. I need to see more. It looks very like a lot of things I've played before. It looked very... I don't know if I've ever seen a zombie onslaught of this It level. did look a bit like... World War Z where there's like a mountain of people like that like, I did like I was very impressed ending. with how many yeah. zombies you know what when you say that I that does make me think it is a bit different to what we've seen which you normally staggering yeah, you know quick playing for spooks like just, a like a like Last like of Us or Res ho- Evil hammer that motherfucking R2 button it was man. like hordes of people and, and you've just, got like an endless rail gun yeah. you know and it, it did look more fun and I, I want to see more I mean I guess we just saw the same setting just woods and zombies and I was like alright it looks fine um, kind of a corny ass trailer Totally. Like, I ride my bike. Yeah. I love my family and I fight zombies. Yeah. It was just kind of like, all right. Everybody might be dead, but when I ride my bike, it looks like, I feel alive. You know what? I thought it was like going to be like the South Park game or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I wish I, you know, I wish I did watch the Ubisoft. Uh, that's true. That, that's a game that we, yeah. The, yeah. The fractured the, butthole. Yeah. Fractured, but fractured butthole, which is. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Post beef. Everyone's saying it looks amazing. Yeah, and, and way more appealing to me that, that it's all superheroes. It looks amazing. I mean, Stick of Truth was still in my top three games of 2014. It's, it's an incredible game. Yeah. So good. Did and you play I, it? No, but if, uh, if you pre-order the, the, sec- the new one, mm. Fractured Butthole, you, um, you get that game for free. Oh. Yeah, like immediately. Like a new version of it. Yeah, for, for, for PS4 or Xbox. Oh, because it was only PS3. That's amazing. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Talking, oh, cool. I might, I might test that theory out. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. I think I'll do the same because it's one of the only reasons why I've still got my PS3 because <laughs> you can't do backwards compatibility and I love <laughs> that game. Um, I think we then move on to a, a game called Horizon New Dawn. Um, let's see how correct you are. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. So Zero close. Dawn. You're thinking of... Um, What's New Dawn? I don't know. Golden Sun? Yeah, and this is one they teased, I think, last year's E3? Or at least... Uh, a, a, no. I, I saw it, it at Paris Games Week. That's when, when I was we saw in it. Paris. Um, yeah, it's kind of this hot redhead girl. Um, and she's... <laughs> from uh, the Mavises. And, uh, <laughs> is that a throwback? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you, you, there's like robot dinosaurs and you got to kill them. But you can also hack into these beasts. Yeah, that's the fun them. part. Yeah. It, it looks like... 
the best parts of what was promised in Watch Dogs, except with amazing third-person shooter fun. Yeah. And it's kind of like post-apocalyptic, we believe. It looks like these animals are half... Animals, half robots. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fine. You can reprogram them to turn them on your side. Oh, that was really, really great. Yeah. yeah and it was good gameplay footage too. Like it, they showed you heaps of stuff. Like that's... When I say the new day, it was strange. What was that? The zombie one? Zero day, new day. Whatever. Day's gone. Day's gone. The, the Horizon game, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, looked a lot more fun because sh- I think it just showed you more of things that you could do. Yeah, definitely. So I, 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 that, I was so into I, that. I love a gameplay demo that, that, that ends with a boss level. Oh, you've got to you, do you, it. You fight like a really powerful kind of weird robot dinosaur in this and you you don't want you can't just destroy it because you want to keep parts, parts or something so you can upgrade yourself so you kind of it was a female protagonist very cool yeah really awesome yeah. And, and uh it's not just lara croft now guys and you don't just shoot you also kind of fire uh ropes that secure the beast to the ground and then right. you kind of a- attack it once it's fastened to the ground i haven't seen that done before that no was, it was very was really cool, cool. It, was a, it was a kind kind vibe wasn't yeah. it so that's like yeah, I mean like the the days gone. I'm, I, I was like, I, I probably will still play that maybe, um, but but God of War and, and, and Horizon are the two that I, I was on two, for both. I was very much both, impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did they get into the VR at that stage? I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So there was a PlayStation VR mentioned. That's the headset that we got to play around with back in last year at yeah. the EB Games I, Expo. I've played about four four or five. VR games and nothing is completely hooked me, but it is extremely cool technology. And it, from a price point level, it isn't that much. Yeah, like, I, I think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I, I, I think we should. I think that, that we would need be really, it. really sick. I, mean, I we think we re- need it. Recall, yeah. <laughs> I've told you my fears. I think though. my family needs VR. Well, uh, you know, my, my, my Nemo cat and I need this. It's I, probably how I'm going to lose her and I have to go find <laughs> her. Lose her in, in the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we, we, it started very strong. We didn't know what it was. It looked kind of, it reminded us a bit of um, PT, the. Uh, Hideo Kojima, yeah, Milano, they, Del Toro. They were like, you know, VR's a thing coming out. Here, here are several several games that, that utilize VR. Yeah, it was a first-person horror game. No one knew it was coming, and then it was Resident Evil 7. I, yeah. It and was, it looked at and apparently it's going back to basics, uh, making it very heavily influenced from the first title, uh, famously called Biohazard in Japan. And it looks like this one's called Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which is pretty cool. It's a nice little uh, yeah. throwback. Um, so I played a VR game when I was in Paris. Yeah. Um, that was the um, Until Dawn uh, roller coaster, oh. uh, like it's like a haunted roller coaster game, oh, and it sure. was not fantastic, but it was fucking terrifying because something seems. can scare you from behind, depending on where your head is turned in yeah, the sure. VR headset, and it just like I was on edge, knowing that something was going to jump out at me, and the the amount that a game like uh, uh, fucking Biohazard. Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Evil. Resident, a game like that could scare you is actually terrifying. Like, yeah. I know that's the point, but I don't, I don't know if, if I could do it, man. I'd be so jumpy. I, I definitely couldn't play it if someone else was in the house with me because like, you would just be me wearing a VR headset swearing every 10 seconds as loudly as possible. Yeah, I'm just afraid of knocking shit over. Terrible, I'm going to look playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I told you a horror story just earlier, mate. Uh, Bjork recently, as part of Vivid in Sydney, did a VR um, show, which I was really—I I thought it was great. I, it was free, and you had to put your name down to go. But it was three separate music videos with headsets, VR, like Oculus Rifts and stuff. And the last one was one where you actually got to walk around. The other ones you kind of had to be seated and you, you swivel around. 
And my friend went and there's this huge Bjork in front of your digital like crazy shit and she gets bigger and bigger and you're encouraged to walk around and touch to touch it. And my friend touched uh, an older woman's next to him and his words, saggy boob. And immediately freaked. He's like, shit, this is real. It's amazing that it's tricking my brain into thinking I'm touching. Oh, no, it's actually a woman's tit. And then removed the headset and just left the exhibition completely in a, in a panic, I believe. Well, and, and uh, later found out that that's exactly what Bjork intended. So. Yeah, it was Bjork. She pulled the mask off. She's like, it was me all along. Congratulations. <laughs> You've just done <laughs> art. I'm going back to the mountain. You've done art. Uh, we saw some amazing games. We saw that there's a new... I mean, what's funny, um, none of these were being called fully-fledged games. They were being called experiences. VR and that's experiences. something I noticed. There was um, an X-Wing experience uh, made as part of Battlefront. Uh, which looked hella fun. It just looked like the scene from, you know, A New Hope as everyone's getting ready to blow up the Death Star and jumping to light speed and shit. And I was extremely happy with that. That's, I've kind of want that. That to me sold me VR instantly. Yeah. Um, Rocksteady's doing a new Batman game. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It's um called, was it just like Arkham, Batman Arkham Experience? Arkham VR or something. Arkham yeah. VR. And from what I hear, it starts with you as Bruce Wayne and Batman discovering a dead um, Nightwing. Uh, and having to solve the mystery of the murder in about an hour. Yeah, that's great. It's exactly what it should be. VR games shouldn't be these like long immersive. Yeah, no, I'm really curious to see what their price points will be, or if they're going to be digital only. Or I doubt they will because they'll take up a lot of space. Uh, we saw Final Fantasy 15s getting some crazy first-person VR experience, some super creepy, which is insane for a RPG. Super, super pervy VR. I can't. Wait. Oh yeah, that's right. It ended with yeah, it was gratuitous and Japanese, and obviously there was a girl in a bikini talking to you at the end of the game demo. Yeah, hilarious. Um, what else but was yeah, there? I mean, the, the, the Star Wars reveal was was such an incredible. Star Wars reveal was great. Incredible moment. Like, I mean, I guess we kind of knew that it was. It was said a long time ago that they were going to do a battle. Some VR stuff. Yeah, definitely battlefront VR stuff. But I mean, this X- is just yes. X Wing has always been one of X Wing and Tie Fighter. Actually, I think Tie Fighter more so has been one of the most beloved Star Wars games back from the LucasArts games in terms of first person, um, you know, flying shooters, which sure. are quite rare these days. I mean, mm. besides like Flight Simulator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, take a shot every time I say rare and then they take another shot when Levins does a banjo voice and you're going to be way drunker than last week's episode. <laughs> it, uh, it's cool to see another flying Star Wars game that isn't like a Rogue Squadron or something, which was always quite land-based, like in space. That's what I'm excited about. Space, doggy style fighting. <laughs> what else was VR? That was, that I think that of- was kind of it. After that, it kind of started blurring into... Um- was this VR, was this not? I actually got tricked into uh, <laughs> wanting to play a Call of Duty game. Oh, that's right, because there was a grappling hook. Yeah, so they showed an extended uh, look at this uh, like space, space commando. Call, call of Duty game, but they didn't actually say it was Call of Duty from the get-go, and I was like, is that what is this? I thought it was a VR game to, be, to begin was with. Was that on purpose, wasn't. do you think, that they kept Call of Duty off for so long? Yeah, or if, maybe if you're a fan of the franchise, you were like, oh, this is Call of Duty. So, I mean, if you've been following it, like... Uh, Call of Duty announced this new game with a pretty shitty trailer featuring a crappy, you know, hard rock version of David Bowie's Heroes, programmed yes. a little too closely to David Bowie's death to kind of, you know, profit well, off that. But um, every, it's like one of the least liked game trailers ever put on YouTube. Yes. And then uh, it got completely stomped by um, the Battlefield um, trailer. Battlefield which, 1, which, Battlefield 1, which looks which, like a... People don't know... I don't know if it's been confirmed, but at the time it was... People weren't sure if it was World War 1 or an alternate World War 1. Right. Based on... Um, maybe they have different techno. But it does look fun. I think like... You know, we've had so many World War 2 games and so many, you know, Desert Storm. I, I mean, I won't, look, I probably won't play either. But I, I, I got quite... 
You're interested in this was, one. You're this, like losing the, it. The amount of crazy shit you can do in the space setting. Like, it's space, baby. Like smashing a, a window out and having everyone like, like fall out of the airlock. And You know one thing you can't do? Scream. Scream. Fuck. Damn it. It's my favorite thing to do while playing <sighs> video games. Well, um, But you've got a grappling hook, which is really cool. You can grapple... Other I mean, I guess you need you that as like, a kind of tool, you know, to get yourself around in zero gravity. That yeah, was kind I of cool. That looks, that looks so much fun. Um, yeah. And I, I never thought I would say that about a Call of Duty game. Well, you know, this is a year of firsts. It is. Um, after that... We got to the good stuff, baby. Well, we found out Crash is... <laughs> crash back, baby. Um, and we, 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 we've been saying we really want Crash Bandicoot back. Um, I think we in our last episode, we were like... Spe- uh, he's definitely one of the last few when we've been speaking about Uncharted and like, speaking yeah, about def- stuff yeah he's definitely going to make a we're return like, we need and- Crash back so he's going to be in the Skylanders game which who gives a fuck about that but, yeah. um, listen up you six year old listening to this go away we don't care listen up you alternate universe Levenses who yeah. definitely got Skylanders yeah there's an evil Levens out there who's playing Skylanders instead of playing Lego Dimensions <laughs> um, and uh, yeah we um, also learned that they're remastering the first three Crash Bandicoot yep. games Um Activision's not, taking care now by the looks of it, they said. Yeah, whether or not that means that they're going to just re-release, you know, those original games with better graphics or they're going to do them from the ground up like the Ratchet and Clank game. I'm I into that. Sincerely hope it's the latter. I th- yeah, let's hope it's that. Let's hope there's been a bar set because that game's got nothing but universal praise as yeah. like a return to platforming glory and they need to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these games are three generations old, four generations old. They need to upscale that shit. <laughs> like Definitely. they need to make it look good. It's not going to cut it. Um, I mean, we played it, you know, why get it if you can I, just play that level on Uncharted 4? Which I sucked hairy balls at. Yeah, both two people I know that have played it haven't got past it. I completed it. Everyone was like, oh, it's so hard. And I was like, really? I got through I it. I just kept getting stuck in this the same bit and then, yeah. Guess I'm just a crash addict. <laughs> I didn't even own a PlayStation 1. I don't know why I was so good at it. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, he's a kind of. He looks like he's got rabies. He's a, he's a bit too wacky. Like when you got the mask. Like, yeah, very very um, you know, racially tribal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what's cra- more offensive, the crash mask? If I wear that to Splendor or an Indian headdress? But crash wasn't even in the um, PlayStation All Stars game, was he? Yeah, I think it was. Um, Mummy and Daddy were fighting at the time, and no one knew who owned him because yeah, he was damn. owned by Universal for a while. Right. What were they going to do with it? Remember Universal made games for a bit? Yeah, right. For a hot minute, they made that GameCube game, like where you run Universal um, Studios. So there are Crash Bandicoots on like um, the Game Boy Advance and um, Nintendo DS and the GameCube too. Yeah, GameCube. I think we even got one. What were PlayStation thinking? Yeah, they really... I mean, that was a... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's their version of letting go of Rare, you know? But they got him back now. They got him back then. The most amazing... This is when... um, If I thought I'd... um, was uh if I thought I'd been doing all the cummies so far, it was nothing for the amount of cummies that were coming next when Big Dog Kojima came out. Pachinko machines hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Responsible for a bulk of my behavior in the year 2015. <laughs> the patron saint of HeyFam. The patron saint of my life and my very being. And the thing that got me... Just, just you just bought a, a metal, sna- a metal gear. I, I did. Um, I bought a venom snake, snake, venom snake uh, figure made by um, Nendoroid, the Japanese brand. Who kind? They do a great Wind Waker link. Comes with a st- like it's quite cutesy, but it's amazing, fam. It comes with three different robot arms. It comes with a cigar. It comes with his eye droid. It comes, it comes with a with, fucking Fulton. It comes device. with a motherfucking Fulton that you can just put on anything that has a hole on it and Fulton that shit away. It comes with a cardboard sneaking box. It's legit. The oh, best. it comes with a cardboard box? Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, it's the best. I'll have to show you uh, the rest of it. But it's lit as hell. But then Hideo came out for the, you know, 
He's returned. It's his, he was kind of Steve Jobs in a way. Mm. You know, he was let go from his own com- from a company which he basically kept flo- afloat, and the only reason why it had any sort of critical acclaim for the last fifteen years. And he started his own company called, well, you know, Kojima Productions. Doi used that name and showed his new game, and it's called Death Stranding. Uh, it's a known phenomenon for when whales beach themselves or find themselves there. And hey, don't worry, there were some beach whales in this video, and. It was Norman Reedus, made famous for Walking Dead TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, all motion capture, like, looks freakishly, like, like bang on. Yeah, um, people cheered when they, when they saw it because they knew that that's they knew who it was. They knew it was, exactly. Again, it just shows, you know, Kojima's amazing fixation with the West and pop culture, which, you know, he played a, a pop song during it and had the credits on there of the singer-songwriters if you were watching Rage, which was great. And the trailer was just, what, a bunch of dead animals and a naked guy waking up with a C-section scar and a child next to him, which then turned into, like, black goo. And then just bunches of dead animals on a beach and some floating figures in the sky. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. Everyone went wild. Everyone was like, shut up and take every bit of money I, I have. I have no idea what this game is going to be about. Or what the gameplay is going to be like. It's Hideo Kojima, baby. That's and, all we know. And he should just be allowed to just be, should be giving great sums of money yeah. and just be allowed to tell the dumbest, weirdest now stories. Get, get this. He's 50-something. Yeah. yeah. He looks incredible. Yeah. He he's, looks amazing. But that's not even that old, really. I actually thought he'd be way older than no, that. No, stu- he, he I was reading his bio. I listened, no, who was it? It was... I think it was Polygon. They did a whole podcast on the history of Kojima. And I think he started at Konami when he was 19, 20 as an intern and just stayed there for like almost 30 years, which is unheard of. And just started What doing- do they give him in return? Those pachinko machine fucks. Pachinko machine fucks. Fuck them. But yeah, they must be kicking themselves because this was just, even though no one knows what it is and it's just a cinematic, everyone's so on board. And um, he, he, when he came out- Oh, it was so cute. With the Fury Road music in the background yeah. and like the <laughs> amazing kind of floor effect, effects as he walked it was out. incredible. I'm back. Oh. And then we go, oh, then hugest surprise of the Sony presentation. I was, this is my greatest moment of the presentation. Yeah, I, I think I, we all lost it at this point. Like I, knew it was, I, I, knew, I knew it was happening at some point, but I didn't think it was, we were going to get the reveal. And the, Did like, you know it was happening? Trailer. Oh, I, know, I knew that, that there was rumors that Sony had the, the Spider-Man license okay. back. Um, I mean, shit, the font for the PlayStation 3 was only the Spider-Man font, which is still <laughs> such a strange thing. That's true. Um, the uh, and and um, Well, we just spoiled what it was. But yeah, okay. of course, we're talking about the, uh, the, the, the PlayStation are making a Spider-Man game. Insomniac. Insomniac, who did Ratchet and Clank. I actually thought it was going to be the Sucker Punch team who did in um, Infam- no, Infamous. Infamous, yeah. Infamous yeah. 1 and 2, Wait. something son. Is that Sucker Punch? Is that? Yes, Infamous. I was getting confused with Injustice. Infamous, yeah, yeah. They're, I made that bitch. Like a punch. Infamous. <laughs> God damn. Um, eggs or nothing, buddy. Eggs or nothing, yeah, sorry. Uh, that was amazing. And as I've said several times whenever we mention Marvel on this show, Spidey's my go-to superhero. Easy guy. And this looks like the Spider-Man game that we were Dude, loved from Spider-Man 2. This on- comes out at the same time as the movie. That is the fucking... Most baller move. Is it really? Imagine if it came out, comes out at the same oh, time. Oh, if it does. Imagine, like, yeah. I reckon it's going to come sooner. Wow, so cool. It looks it looks like it was like pretty far along. Yeah, in, and in this has got nothing to do with the MCU, which is great. Yep, I think standalone. So I think, um, you know, allegorically speaking, it looks like Sony could have themselves an Arkham series, like one that's not tied to the movie universe, but, but one that's actually fun. So you know, they're so fun. I love the first one, and then I kind of I get lost a bit in the in the next. Oh, one. you need me to hold your hand during these big. No, new games, no, not lost. I just like I know I hate. 
Like you said, it's that monster energy Batman yeah. version. Well, the good thing is Spider-Man is in a ripped like six-pack motherfucker. And it's he in just... fucking daylight and it's, you know, in a big city and it's open space. I think that was the first um, observation we made. We're like, it's like Arkham except in daylight. Like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. He swings throughout the day saving people. Like, it looks great. And I just hope that they just have like every... I want, I want to you battle, know I want to battle the vulture. Yeah, in, in, in the it looks air. like Mr. Negative I want, I want, people when I, I was screenshotting all the people who were shooting yeah, at Yeah, I think it looks like Mr. Negative. And they've yeah. kind of got the masks and stuff and yeah, the suits. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, sick, we're going to get some characters we've never seen in I video games. I want fucking Tombstone in this. Oh, I want Craven hunting you throughout the whole oh, game. Dude, how good would that be? Like, as a just a, like a side mission, how he's always after you, like yeah. during different parts. That would be sick. Man, I just bought the um the, the Spider-Man Lego set with Craven oh, the Hunter in it. so good. It's like the, the, that the bridge set. the bridge. Yeah, that's, <sighs> that's some glory set. Who else? It's Green Goblin. Spider Woman, Scarlet Spider, Spider Man, Craven the Hunter, and Craven. Scorpion. Scorpion, that's right. And Aunt May. Oh, yeah. never yeah. forget. So good. Um, yeah. And yeah, but yeah, still, I mean, Spider Man Two on the PlayStation Two is one of, my, one of my favorite games of all time. And it was Probably on the Tony Hawk Three engine, I think. It was right. built on the Tony Hawk engine. That's why the swinging was so great, and it was like sandboxy, and you could go anywhere and pick what things you wanted to do. Right? And it was, it was it really felt like you're in New York. Like I've been to yeah. New York and been like, oh, this is like it. You know, that, that part of the Spider Man game. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and there was nothing more fun than going to like the tallest building and then just. Jumping off the top and then flying all the way almost to the bottom, and then hit the this wall and then shooting away. Yeah, way up the it was best. fun. I so mean, much fun. if they happen to an ounce of that type of fun from that game, oof. But, but I think the trailer looks as fun as that. There's yeah, a great it does. bit where you're, you know, like obviously there's heaps of you like slinging webs around uh, town, around the city. There's an interior shot, interior bit of you. I think you, I guess maybe even at the Daily Bugle or something like that, and you're kind of like you know, jumping around a big crowded group of people inside and you smash out through the window. So cool. Very, very excited. Yeah, it looks amazing. And it looks like it handles a hell of a lot of people on screen at once. Like, you know, Spider-Man 2 was great, but, you know, limitations at the time was a very, very, very sparse New York. Very sparse New York. So I 100% of that Spider-Man 2 game. That's huge. Like, you know, I did every single mission. And yeah, I loved loved that game. In a similar way that I, I feel like the infamous games are like spiritual successes to that yeah, Spider-Man sure. 2. I can't wait for an actual Spider-Man game that, that, that builds on everything they did with that game. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, that was a huge thing. That, like, who would have thought we'd be living in a world where we're saying Spider-Man looked like one of the best games at the at E3? <laughs> um, but here we are. Was that the last kind of big reveal? They kind of ended then? Yeah, the, the for me it ended then. Gone. Yeah, made ended that. So look, I mean, it was just like this thumping hour and it was just games. Twenty minutes or so of just games and pretty much all, but you know, one or two of them I want to play. Yeah, it was just rare to see. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> it was just rare in this day uh-huh. and age to see a presentation at E3 solely about games. Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. And, and, I mean, and it's like, I hope, I hope everyone learns from this now. Yeah. And goes, oh, cool. Let's just all do that now. Yeah, like it's nice to... Sometimes, I mean, if you've got Just a console send it, coming yeah, out send in six press months, release. mention the console one. But you know, there was no hints towards the future. It was just like, you know what? We're at the t- we're at the peak of this generation right now. Here's some fucking games. All my favorite older E3 moments are just. Like when Nintendo um, revealed Mario Galaxy 2, they Oof. did so with like, uh, you know, a, a handful of... It was the same year that they announced like NBA Jam and yeah. all these things that, you know, at the time was just like, whoa, oh my God, yeah, I can't believe it. it. GoldenEye, I think. Like, that yeah, was they the, did the new GoldenEye. Uh, there was a Yoshi game, I think. Yeah. There was a bunch of shit. Really great stuff. Um, good boys. Good, good boys. Um, so yeah, Sony Speaking absolutely of- hit it out of the park. And Nintendo... Again, was it one of those late night in Australia ones? A little bit, tri- bit tripeditious going in. I was uh, like, I'm not staying up for this. Yeah, we were kind of like, you know what? You've let us down in the past. 
uh, I woke up at 4 a.m. because that's what you do sometimes dad. when you're a dad. And um, instead of going back to sleep, I was like, oh, I might just see what happened. I've done that a few times. And oh big announcers that I, I know not, are coming. I did not get back to sleep. I was just... So the, the, the crux, the, whole, the main part of this conference, and I'm really glad I didn't watch it live and stay up and watch it because they showed immediately the Zelda trailer. Yeah. And then they spoke about Pokemon. Pokemon for 40 minutes. Now, this is the new one, the iPhone and Android Pokemon, right? No, I think oh, this, this Sun is and Sun and Moon. This is the one that's sure. coming out. It is coming out this year. I think. Yeah, it is. It looks um, great. Like the Hawaiian set, like the Hawaiian kind of... Um, yeah, it looks really great. But like... Island vibe. To be teased Zelda and then have to sit through yeah. 40 minutes of Pokemon. That's, that's fucking tough. Yeah. So they didn't, you know, like... They knew what they were doing. Nintendo didn't fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, Pokemon sells more than Zelda anyway. I think Pokemon so, is, yeah, so responsible. So it makes more sense for them to, to, to air a lot, of, a lot of Pokemon stuff. But... Breath of the Wild is the name I mean, of this new Zelda game, and it looks like everything I want a Zelda. Everything game to that be. you and I had a problem with Nintendo recently, with not being lied to, but you know, being a bit, being a bit like a carrot on the meter underneath a pona when you hit a pona, just <laughs> being led around like a horse and a carrot, um, immediately evaporated from me because it was like, oh, all those rumors about you doing Zelda, but finally not sticking to the tried and tested Nintendo formula of doing the same thing over and over again and slightly making it better, but just doing a whole new Zelda from the ground up. You actually did it, you madman. Yep. Yeah. I mean, speak about it, you saw the trailer, what was the first thing you thought? Like I was like moved. Yeah. I just thought it was the most incredible, lush and I was so curious at, you know, all of the new things that you can do. Yeah. Like Link can jump now. And and Link was you can actually interact with your environment. And, and he was cutting trees down and then setting He like, was cutting trees down to use his bridges and to cooking to... things and Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean look, the trailer was amazing. It looks like something out of a Studio Ghibli production. The art style's quite I'm not too sure what it is yet. It's kind of cell shaded in parts. It looks Less paint strokey and brushy than, say, Skyward Sword, but it doesn't look as all out cell shaded as The Wind Waker. I'm not sure what it is yet. I'm interested to see yeah. if it develops or if it's this kind I w- of. I will say, actually, the, the, the gameplay stuff that you saw in the treehouse looked a lot better than the, than the, oh, yeah. than the um, trailer. I saw the trailer and I, I, I didn't want to rain piss in anyone's pocket, but I immediately said, Levins and I immediately chatted about it. And I said, look, it looks, it look, the game looks amazing, but to me, it still looks like an older looking game. Yeah, we, we have just finished Uncharted 4. But also, this is a game coming out a year after Uncharted 4, so I'm just like, it needs to look slightly better than what it did in that yeah. trailer. Maybe what they were showing it was on... It does. Yeah, maybe they were showing it on Wii U hardware. Yeah, maybe, well, I mean, we don't they know. They were certainly playing it on Wii U hardware, yeah. so... But I mean, let's speak from the ground up. Zelda, you know, used to be quite open world, the first one, um, I guess because of narrative reasons it became quite linear in the sense that you need an item which will there take you to the next level of the game in a dungeon etc so it was always as much as it felt open world it was kind of pretend open world like there was no way you could walk from let's say in ocarina of time from the kakiri forest to uh was it is it doom mountain no what do they call it death mountain yeah you can't walk there without the screen doing it as star wars iris and then open up again because it was loading new parts of the game like it was never but this new Zelda is apparently 12 times what the size of Twilight Princess and you Which can walk massive. from point A one side of the map to point Z on the other side in one, you know, like there's no load. There's, it's open world. It's the game that Beautiful. we've been wanting since, uh, since, since we've thought of gaming. Um, and it reminds me a lot of um, Shadow of Colossus in parts. Like big, big clear monsters. A lot of, they've been influenced by a lot of games. Apparently it's quite influenced by Skyrim. 
Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, it, you know, Link can do a whole lot of different things, but What's things like- that you take for granted in Zelda games, because Zelda games are very by numbers. You know, it's less about, like, what brand new game we were about to play more of a like you know can't oh, wait to see what, what they do with the slingshot this time or what oh. new gimmick will be like the crux of this game yeah the main focus point of this game yeah you know, but what, it was amazing what dumb animal will you will you ride yeah but it's this is just kind of like they've gone you know what no let's just do this from I mean it's like I said uh, 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 you know imagine getting to play a new Mario game but all of a sudden you're not wearing red and blue overalls and you can't get mushrooms that make you bigger and you can't collect coins like that's what they've done with this Zelda like yeah. one of the granted's of Zelda is you're always wearing your green garb you're always slicing down um, pots or smashing pots and slicing down grass to get yourself some more health more power ups whether it's rupees or whether it's arrows whatever item you need but this one you can't do that if you want to get health you have to hunt an animal now you can eat it raw it's not going to give you as much health as if you cook it but it's also not going to give you as much health as if you cook it with the right ingredients to make the best meal like it's insane. It's totally temperature is important. Like if you say, you know, you're at the bottom of one of the snowy levels and at the base of the mountain, it's quite warm. The higher you go, it gets cold. You're going to start losing health if you don't have the right clothes to wear. Now, I think it's not since the adventure of Link, the second Zelda title on NES, that um, stats haven't come into play in Zelda ever in terms of like this shield is stronger than this. Zelda is a pretty stat free game. It lost the stats. I mean, you know, it's quite an RPG element. Yep. But this one's got it all back. Mm. You can pick up any enemy's weapon. So crazy! It's insane. It's like you can jump and climb anything now. Yeah, and then then there's a there's there's one weapon that attracts lightning strikes. Yeah, if you know if you have a metal weapon, anything metal, and it starts raining and it's thundering, you can get you run the risk of being struck by lightning, or you can sabotage enemies by leaving that sword on the ground near their camp and like shocking them. It's amazing. So crazy. There's there's a moment in the in the trailer where um, Link comes upon a, a a group of enemies camping mm. and uh, just near a big tree with a, with a beehive and he slingshots the beehive, which then falls to the ground and then the bees chase the enemies away. It was very a, uh, a very Metal Gear Solid moment. I thought Zelda-fied, like creeping yeah. up and hiding in grass and like tricking enemies so you can attack them. So great. And you can play this game stealthily if you want. Also, what's interesting, the physics, it's the first time physics have been in a Zelda that, you know, before, you, if you want to get to a level and you couldn't get to it, chances are you needed the fucking hook shot or something but now you can chop down a tree nearby they're not just part of the environment like they're fully approachable things you chop it down and just make a bridge so so exciting you can take your shield off at any time and like use it as a snowboard it just looks like such an engrossing game i can't wait to just do do nothing but but play zelda yeah and while we haven't played it uh Everyone has said that everyone that played it is like has got a completely different experience from the person next to them. They've said that you can. There's no order. You can do whatever you want in this game in whatever order you want. Parts you can't get past because you might need stronger items or something. But I mean, what do you think it's set? I mean, what's interesting is the, it's the first time it sounds like it's got voice acting in it, which is a first for Zelda. Yep. Finally, um, it starts off with a uh, a voiceover saying, "You've been asleep for a hundred years, and you look like you're in like a, a Zelda-fied version of a." cryogenic frozen tube you know and you wake up it's kind of like very on zelda it's kind of almost got a sci-fi element definitely to it. does yeah yeah with a lot of like i mean it looks very studio ghibli especially laputo castle in the sky with kind of ancient robots like modern things but ancient versions of modern things like there's a lot of you know foreign lights and shining things but it's kind of these great grandois old statues that are robots and stuff by the looks of things i don't know it just looks like un- unlike anything we've seen in a zelda before it's a blue lasers and shit yeah la- it's just it's so interesting and it's just to me it's a, it, i think it's such a ballsy move 
that Link's not wearing traditional Link clothing. Like, it's pretty. It, this is exactly what I wanted Nintendo to do, but I really didn't think they had it in them to do a different. I, well, I mean, I bet you he does get the hero's tunic at some point. At one point, right. but I bet you it's not even the main focus. I right. bet you it's just like a cool item to have. I think they're tr- really going out of their way here to be like. This ain't your granddaddy's Zelda. Yeah, you can do whatever you want in this game. Yeah, I think that's really attractive. I think a lot of people... Zelda's like a Pixar movie in a way, you know? Like, the last few years, they're always great. They're always usually the best game of its time, but it has gotten to a point where you kind of know what you're going to get, as much as we love knowing that. And that's not a bad thing, I think. That's definitely not a criticism. But it looks like they've gone, you know what, let's just go a bit weird this time. Let's let's do everything different. And, oh, man, I mean... And what's amazing, I mean, a, a huge problem that I had, and we've spoken about this on other episodes when we do our huge Nintendo rants, you can... Find out which ones they are. They're always the episodes where we speak nothing about Nintendo. But I've, call out Nintendo. When we do call outs and muzz on Nintendo for an hour and a half, uh, Nintendo, please respond. <laughs> but the I think it was the one where the announcement... It was probably in the last month or so when it was announced that Zelda won't be showing anything at E3. Uh, Nintendo won't be showing anything and Zelda was going to be delayed to 2017 and be on the Wii U and NX. Yeah, yeah, and immediately we were just like... This is the only console where we're never getting an original Zelda title made for it um, for just a console in mind. And remember, then we were chatting about, well, what are they going to do? Does that mean it's going to be watered down on the Wii U or watered down on the NX? Now, what's interesting is the longtime uh, Zelda producer was chatting... Al uh, Numa. Yeah, Numa san if you want to be a wanker like I was just then, <laughs> said uh, it doesn't have the map on the gamepad. So the gamepad has got nothing on it. Right. The only feature you can do on the gamepad is play it on the small screen, which is great because it sounds like the opposite of your recent Star Fox experience where the gamepad and looking at that second screen was so integral to the gameplay. Fuck that game. So he said at one stage they did have the map on it. They realized it's a bad... Ex- the, this is another big Nintendo admitting that they were wrong at something. They said it's a very yep. bad experience to look down at the map on the screen and then look up on the... Um, television to figure it out. It's the the hub, the mub, the the map hub is now always on your screen on permanent display. There's no motion controls, so I'm thinking they've either watered they're they're either doing that on the. It, it, to me, it sounds like they're making the game for the NX, and it's being like just ported to Wii U in a sense. Like they're not yeah, making knows? it yeah. Wii U. You know what I mean? Like they're not using that screen, so that means that they're obviously focusing towards some, doing something else with that energy that's spent on that and i i find that really interesting and to me a huge sigh of relief because it was just like okay they should be making this game as for the next console definitely uh, like and maybe they'll still announce that it, that it will be i don't know um, yeah I, the, the craziest thing about this is that this is like the least fanfare going into e3 that nintendo have ever had yeah and in doing that, they kind of almost won. It was E3. amazing. It's almost like, like they knew they had this secret weapon up their sleeve, and I, you know they obviously have a press officer. They obviously knew whatever the sentiment around them and that where you like they know what's going on, and they could have said like no 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 wait and see, but they just said nothing. Yep, nothing. Drop this bombshell. That's, that's definitely Nintendo style. Oh yeah, and ninety percent of anything you read about E three is just everyone game of the game of E three yeah. this year. IGN Breath g- of the Wild gave uh, gave so their their best game of all of E three was was Zelda. Yeah, and every single you know. Every single games journalist there was was just raving yeah, any about. Any single games journalist worth their time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, for, I mean, for me, like that that fun of of watching that Sony conference and start to finish was almost like watching a great movie. Yeah, um, we were loving it. We so had that, a great that, was, chat. that was a perfect show. But I think yeah, finishing thinking on that the, the whole you know E three weekend of what 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 we learnt 
was coming out, I think definitely Zelda is like, yeah, yeah and fuck my shit up. My Once faith again, is restored. Nintendo. I mean, I know we have a very, I mean, fuck my shit right up. We have Nintendo, we are Nintendo fanboys through and through, and we have been very for the last year. We've been longer. We've been abuse spouses. Yeah, we have been. But we find we've been vocal about it. We haven't been walking into doors or falling I, I down think, the I've steps. I've been a little bit of an apologist and definitely like, you know, singing the praises of certain games that don't really deserve the amount of praise I've been giving them. Yeah, but that's of, what someone does who's I've in got. denial. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what someone does who's in denial. It's like, oh, no, he only hit me three times today, not seven. It's like, well, he's still hitting you, dude. That's a horrible thing. But I'm just looking at my Wii U collection. It's just sadly still going to be 10 games, I think. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like, there's a few, there's a few holes that we could, that we could fill. Like, there's definitely some better games out there that we don't have. Yeah, so. I mean, I've still got it. Yeah, but it's just like you know what, Nintendo, they've been, you know, they've finally admitted their wrongs. I'm also looking at your PS4 collection. I don't think you have more than ten PS4 games. Oh no, they're all in CD single cases, and they're over there behind it. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, they're there. That you just okay. can't see. Okay, them. don't worry, listeners. It's all good, We're guys. Fine. It's okay. Or they're exclusive big ass box sets of um, Uncharted. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, guys. They're there. Trust me, Daddy. So um, that's what we have to look forward to playing in the next uh, in the next year, yeah, two I mean, years, three years. Um, listen, that we've literally just laid out a, a, the great plan for uh, the Hey Fam, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zelda to me is just like shut up and take my money. Fucking, I know. And that was just a, on a Wii U tech demo, and you know, as expansive and as amazing as everyone has said it is, they showed one percent of the game. I mean, it's just like. You know, like I just can't wait to see this new version. I can't wait to see what the hell the NX is. I mean, it's still kind of a. I was still a bit disappointed that Nintendo weren't like, oh, so here it is on the Wii U, and then oh, but play it on the new console, the NX. Like that would have been a huge moment. I I wonder if they're going to ride the success of 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 this E3 and kind of do it do a Nintendo Direct in in the in the next few weeks and what's crazy announce even more. When's the NX out? They're saying March. 2017 isn't that doesn't that seem to be yeah i think so i think they just said 2017 yeah thing, but yeah i, I mean i don't trust that's I, eight months that's yeah. less than it takes to have a baby <laughs> like i would know the, yeah you would know I, I have no idea how you make a baby so don't spoil it for me it's like <laughs> no finding dory i don't know what finding dory's like but i mean I, microsoft announced their console i mean they did, at least they publicly acknowledged its existence in a conference but that, this isn't that's not coming out for way longer than the nx i know that's what i mean yeah, like yeah. nintendo's got it's less than a year and they're just like who knows buy, buy this animal crossing card <laughs> that you can scan maybe yo i'm i cannot wait to get a waluigi amiibo and a king boo glow in the dark amiibo oh yeah you know what i'm really into that glow in the dark amiibo it's real fucking cool um i'm also into the fact that they're just normal they you know what let's figure out the amiibos for a minute of course I, I, as a guy who hated Amiibos and this guy is now like they're cool af. Yeah. Um, loving the fact this is gonna make me sound like a big old wuss, but they've got some nice Mario ones. It's not like aggressive Mario doing a fucking Ryu fireball. Ken fireball angry face. I like, love that one. <laughs> oh, I mean it's, it's, to me that's not Mario. Yeah, but you got yeah, it. Yeah, but it's Smash Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. into the. I love the fact they're finally doing. Oh Mario no, ones. no, that's been out for ages. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. That's well, the, though that the Mario Party ones came out. Oh, okay. Because you yeah, say yeah. how much I fucking love Amiibo. This is the second season series of of uh, Mario Party Amiibo that we're getting. Okay, but uh, Mario, there's a new Mario one, right? No, that's that's just a group of them all together. But they're doing a traditional. Wario, aren't they? Which yeah, they yeah, yeah, before. which I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, that looks sick. The boo looks sick, but more exciting is how good does the Breath of the Wild Amiibo look? Oh my god, and the, the one with the, so the there's Link on a horse. The, oh my god, we didn't even talk about the last Guardian in the PS, PS4. Oh, but we kind of did the day, the, the, the week before at least. But yeah, it's coming out. It's got an October date now. Like, yeah, it's finally so that's something we'll be playing very soon. They didn't really show anything new, did they? Uh, Maybe a few new shots here yeah. or there. Well, we learned that there's going to be two, there's two, uh, there's, there's not 
just the one guardian left. There's a bad guardian <sighs> in there too. So yeah, it's gonna be good. I oh, mean, um, it's lit. But that game is definitely coming out this year. Yeah. Last guardian, um, uh, only eleven years in the making. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's gonna live up to our expectations. I mean, is it gonna be the avalanches? <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna be Guns and Roses? We don't Who know. knows? Which yeah. is the good one out of those two? Well, the avalanches isn't out yet. I was using that as a good one in it, just right. because uh, you know it's the avalanches. <laughs> but we'll find out very soon. That's like in two weeks, I think. Less than two weeks. Avalanches or yeah, all oh, right, crazy. Yeah, mental, right? I, well, I mean, we're now Australia's premier avalanches review podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, thank God, you know, they didn't do anything for so long, and no one spoke about them because, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the Zelda amiibo um, for for Breath of Fire, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, the the Guardian one It's very confusing There's it's the last amazing. Guardian in the game And then there's Guardians In the Zelda game You can pose It's like a poseable leg oh. figure God, so good I love It looks great And it looks That's the one that kind of Reminds me of something Out of Laputa Castle in the Sky Or Spirited Away Or something It's got this So there's that There's Link on the horse Yep And just normal badass That shot we've seen Of Link with the bow and arrow Very cool stuff. Which is interesting It's like this Link Doesn't seem to have A, a, a defined sword Though we did see The Master Sword teased In the yes. trailer And in, in, in a throwback shot That looked like Link to the past Yes yeah, in, in the garden Or something In its um, sheath Oh, and you know what else is cool? The uh, that very spectacular Wolf Link amiibo. Oh, this is very came cool. with Twilight Princess remastered. We're looking at one right now. It's on Angus's coffee table. It's fantastic. With um, um so we we got to finish Twilight Princess HD, dude. Yeah, we because do. you can use this wolf as like a tracker, and he helps you fight enemies. Yeah, and if you have like say your Link in Twilight Princess, you know, by the end of the game, you maxed yourself out to about twenty hearts or something. Yeah, you can give yourself those twenty hearts by putting this on, and the wolf just hangs out with you until he loses yeah. all his hearts. I mean, so, I guess it confirms the fact that uh, the NX will, well, they'll have to, obviously has Amiibo. Oh, everything Nintendo does from this point forward will be Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, yeah. Amiibo enabled. I mean, look, this Zelda <laughs> just washed the foul taste out of my mouth, which was, I know you played it, but that new Zelda Adventures on DS. Yeah, I, I still reckon you and me should play that soon. Really? Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, just there's a good game know. in there. You just got to play it with three two other people. That's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And you, it's not easy to do that, is it? Um, I haven't tried that hard. Uh, All right. Yeah. I should, right. I should try it. We should do it. Damn Nintendo. Just <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, wow. I'm back on board. I mean, I was always on board, but it was just great to see. I'm just really excited for the NX. I mean, is it portable? Is it we don't know. console? Is it we really don't know? I really just want to find out. They should really lay it out for us. Come on, Nintendo. I know you're listening. Just lay it out for your boys at HeyFam. Um, don't, don't make us get Steve Jobs on the line. No. Also, I just... I know how threatened you are by Apple and dead people. Now, look, uh, I know we spoke about last week's episode a lot, but I did mention in that episode that uh, in my spare time that week, I emailed a multinational conglomerate known as Coca-Cola. And when we left off there, I emailed them and uh, t- you know pointed out basically blackmailed them into sending me something uh, which they didn't arrive today and let's just say the swag pack is big there's a great photo of us right now on, on the HeyFam Facebook page which yes, is facebook.com slash podcast. if you want to see what uh, just taken five minutes out of your day to tell a huge company that there's a few errors on their Wikipedia page this is what they do to thank you guys and I'll tell you what hope you like the colors red and white because <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of that in this and image. I hope you like two boys hanging out <laughs> side by side with matching Coca-Cola yo-yos. Just a couple of rude dudes, uh, you know, couple hanging. A couple of real Pepsi fans. Big old Pepsi-Cola fans, just like the Back to the Future movies. <laughs> um, that's all we got time for you today, boys and girls. But hey, family, we'll be back next week with me, Levins, and him, Angus Oh, Truskin. yeah, if you have me back. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'd love I'm not you visiting to be back my here. sweatshop. <laughs>
Um, I cannot wait to find out more about Zelda video <laughs> games and <laughs> I guess his fashion line. <laughs> So yeah. exciting. You can find us online at facebook.com slash heyfanpodcast or send us an email to heyfanpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you uh, aren't into video games, then I don't care if you didn't like this episode. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dog. dog. We talked about movies at the beginning. Yeah. Go um, see the movies, dog. Uh, <laughs> um, we also haven't kept our word on catching up on Preacher. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a TV episode at some point. Yeah, we'll do that. And, you know, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We might listen if um, we like it. Yeah, definitely. And... uh uh, if you want us, yeah, you can tell us what, what, what if you're listening right now, um, we, 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 we love in loving hearing people getting back to us after our weird call outs at the end of each episode. Um, we will do uh, some commentaries very soon. Uh, we just found out that the Batman V Superman extended cut is coming out soon. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if, if the idea of hearing two very sad boys talking about Batman V Superman for three and a half hours as they watch it. One really sad boy and one very sad boy. <laughs> Uh, look, as soon as we say we we're going to do commentaries, I don't think we've had that much of a fan response in a long time. So we're going to be looking. We're definitely going to be doing commentaries. I think we might even do a live one. I think we should do a live. I think commentary. we should go to a, a venue somewhere and pop on a film and do a Hey Fam live commentary. Would you guys? Would you guys come to that? Not a huge ass fam, Hey Fam live episode, which we will be doing another one. We can see our, our good pals at Golden Age Cinema might be might be accommodating. Yeah, I think uh, we might put on a film, which we uh, it's like a it's like a, a hate fuck. I think we'll sit there and hate fuck the movie. Perfect. Sounds yeah. great. I mean, I think that that's what we should call it. Yeah. Hey, ha- hey, fam, hate fucks, and then a movie we don't like that much. I love it. Pixels. We got to do pixels still. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um. And uh. But yeah, the the question that I ask you right now is, what kind of episode should we do next week? Yeah. Do you want a video game episode again, a movie episode, or a TV episode, or should we get drunk and invite a Melbourne comedian to come and have allergies on Angus's couch? Yeah, look, if we're getting any more comedians on this show, they better be allergic to something in this house. They have, to, yeah, they have to fill out a form. What are you allergic to? And then we just douse them with it. Yeah, if you're allergic to penicillin, hey, open wide fuck face. I'm actually allergic to penicillin. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. So that's like Panadol and shit, right? No, that's no. paracetamol. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I'm not allergic to anything. I'm like, <laughs> fuck me up, fam. <laughs> really? What's yeah, pe- yeah. How, do you, how do you get administered penicillin? Um, I was given it incorrectly when I um, had uh, glandular fever when I was in my early teens, Dude. late teens, late teens. And um, my entire body puffed up, um, especially my face. I, know, I, was, all, I was all puffy. Oh. And I, I, I don't remember like three days of my life. That's hectic. Well, I, uh, well, starting next week, we'll be feeding Levin's penicillin and you'll hear what that sounds like. See you next week, fam. I can't wait to die. My only weakness is uh, capitalism. Hey! Bam, bam, bam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.